Hello, friends. I do hope that you recognize that theme song. If you do, you know what time it is, not just by the clock, but you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We thank you for to all of our listening family here on WMAF. I'm glad and honored to be part of the broadcast family. Uh, we have been ministering on this station for a long time, and uh, it just seems like uh, uh, not very long ago that we began to minister on uh, the Word of God on a weekly basis, and we're so glad that we have people who tune in every week for Let's Talk About Jesus. We thank you so very much for being part part of the listening family. And we want to make it very, very clear today uh, that we're grateful also for other fine ministries and ministers that minister right here on WMAF, churches that are local right there in Madison and North Florida. And uh, we just pray that you will get out and go to church on Sunday. These are very, very critical, crucial times that we are living. We're living in what the Bible calls perilous times that would mark the last days. And we need instruction from the Word of God. And we need the hope that comes as as we see things coming to pass that God has, has prophesied of old that would mark the end times. I usually say to our congregation, we're not just living in the last days anymore. We are living in the last of the last days. So this message today has prophetic significance to the time that we are living, to this contemporary uh, generation, this this 21st century generation, uh, a generation that I believe uh, could very, very, not only possibly, but prophetically, probably, uh, be on the earth when Jesus comes again. Praise God. Amen. So we just want you to stay tuned today for the great subject matter that we are about to cover in this teaching. We pray it will be a blessing to you and to yours. And if you know someone that may appreciate what uh, this broadcast has to offer, you can be a media missionary by simply contacting them by email or contacting them by phone or letter or card and just telling them to type in WMAF if they're not in the broadcast area. Type in WMAF Home. Take you to the home page of WMAF, and it will also give them an opportunity to listen live as WMAF streams live uh, right there in Madison and North Florida. Or you can uh, give them our website, which is TH. C-O-G, T-H-C-O-G, that will take you to the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, and uh, we just would be very happy for them to come, and they can download or listen without downloading, just listen to recent editions of Let's Talk About Jesus and some of the older editions of Let's Talk About Jesus. So there's many ways to get this broadcast to as many people as we possibly
possibly can. There is absolutely no charge. There, there is, will be no follow-up. There will be no emails from us to your uh, website uh, and your home or business or wherever. We just want to get the message out. That's what we are called and appointed and anointed to do. So uh, having said that, uh, we want to move on now into the message we have today. Uh, the message we're going to be talking about, this prophetic message pertaining to the time that we're living right here, right now, is Luke 18 and 8. We're going to put that in context, but we're going to read the text for this teaching in just a moment. And the subject of this teaching is hold on. Just a little while longer. Friend of mine, I'm absolutely convinced that Jesus Christ is coming soon. In fact, I'm convinced the more I read the scriptures, the prophecies, and the, and the descriptive scriptures that have to do with our day, this time that we are living, uh, this uh, message has to do with how to stand firm in the faith, in the dark and dangerous days that just precede the coming of Jesus Christ. We need to look at everything that's happening in our world right now through the lens of the soon coming of Jesus. You know, Jesus made a statement. When you see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head, for your redemption draweth nigh. So while this is a time of, of consternation, seeing what's going on in our world and in our nation and in our families and homes, and, and it's global and it's personal. Listen, in these times of great trouble that we are having right now, we need to understand how precious the hope is that we have in Jesus Christ. That no, we're not going to self-destruct. There's, we are not going to, to, to go on like this without an intervention from above. And that intervention, I believe, is nothing less than the coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we want you to know how to stand firm in the faith, in the dark, dangerous days that precede the coming of Jesus Christ. Our text is Luke 18 and verse 8. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith upon the earth. Nevertheless, Jesus speaking, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith upon the earth. I like the Amplified's definition of faith. It says persistence in faith. Friend, this is not faith to get a new Mercedes. This is not faith to get a pool home in a gated community near the golf course. This is not faith for healing. This is the faith. This is the, the body of truth that was once delivered in its original form to the saints through the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. It is that faith that is not only in jeopardy today because of such compromise, but it was in jeopardy before the first generation of Christians had passed. For the Apostle Paul said, I suppose it is needful that I write unto you that you earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend for the faith. That means to put up 
a real fight for it. And that's why this scripture is so vitally important. Because the faith in its original form, received and adhered to, is so vitally important to living in victory in these last of the last days. According to Darby's synopsis of the New Testament, this verse is part of Christ's prophetic warning with respect to the last days. And this is what he promises to do. As he encourages us to stand firm, he promises to avenge his elect when Jesus comes again. There is a payday someday, according to Robert G. Lee, that great preacher of old. And that payday is coming very, very soon. God is coming to reward the righteous. He is coming to judge the wicked. So this is no time, my friends, to be despondent, no time to be discouraged. This is no time to be distracted. This is time, uh, no time to be deceived. This is the time uh, that we are never to be double-minded. This is the time to stand firm. This is the time to pour it on because the race is almost won. This is the time to stand firm in the faith. Now I want to put this scripture in the context of prophetic instructions and warnings. Listen, let's read from Luke 18 verse 1 through 8. It said, And he, speaking of Jesus, spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward she, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find persistence in faith upon the earth. Shall he find faith upon the earth. Friend, it's been a long time coming, but it's coming. God will save the righteous, and He will punish the wicked. You say, how can God let ISIS in particular uh, do what they're doing without, without sending judgment upon them? Friend, judgment day is coming. And I believe it is coming as soon as Christ coming, according to this scripture. The New International says, And will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out unto Him day and night? Will He keep putting them off? You see, the parable was about an unjust judge that didn't really care about people. But we serve a just God who loves mankind. He loves you. He loves me. He even loves those that are committing such heinous sins today. But the only way that he can express that love is when we repent of our sin and receive Christ as our Savior. Otherwise, in his holiness, he is obligated to judge the unrighteous. Not only the persecuted saints on the earth will be avenged, but the martyred saints in heaven, they cry out 
for justice from God. Revelation 6, verse 9 through 11. Listen to this carefully. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord? Holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood upon them that dwell upon the earth? And white robes were given to every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. These are those killed for their testimony in Christ. These are the martyrs. And now that number is growing day by day. We see it in particular in the Middle East. We see the persecution uh, of Christians all over the world. And we see it beginning to arise in, in great uh, uh, great numbers here in the United States of America. Friend, the great tribulation will be a time of reaping, a day of judgment and justice. God will deliver His people, but He will avenge innocent blood. Listen to Revelation 16, verses 1 through 6. It said, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways, pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Friend, it's been a long time coming, but it is coming. He's been gone a long, long time, but friend, make no mistake about it, he's coming back again. And we as Christians today, like maybe no other day in human history, need to stand firm in the faith that Christ is coming soon and He will deliver the righteous. And I say this with a fearful and broken heart. He will judge the wicked. The Apostle Paul tells us how to live hopeful and be faithful in the time of great pressure and persecution. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, and chapter 4 in verse 1, I'm going to read them in this sequence. Listen to what Paul encourages us today, as well as those Christians in that day. He said, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Philippians 4.1 Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so 
Stand fast in the Lord. Stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I want to read this from the NIV just to clarify uh, what is written. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for my joy and crown, this is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the coming of the Lord is underemphasized in this generation. We are so caught up with the material and the temporal that we have are beginning, I believe, to lose sight of the of the uh, spiritual and the eternal, and we need that balance to come back, because Jesus surely is coming very very soon. And in order to stand fast in our faith in His soon return, and in our concern for the lost, every person that doesn't know the Lord, we should be con- filled with great compassion for them in this generation. For where will they stand? Where will they be when the tribulation hits and when the coming of the Lord occurs? And what we need to do, number one, is realize as Christians that this world is not your home. In order to keep the proper perspective, to keep our our hearts and minds set on heaven. You know, the Bible said in Colossians 3 and verse 1 and 2, and and three and four, it said, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God and set your affection on things above and not the things of the earth. If you've been born again, born from above, we should be seeking the things that are above. Amen. To lay up our treasure in heaven where the thief can't steal it and the moth and rust cannot corrupt it. For the scriptures teach where, and Jesus taught it in, in specific particular, where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is going to be. Our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. And we should be eagerly awaiting the Savior looking for the coming of Jesus Christ. We need to realize that this world is not our home. Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. The people to whom Paul was writing, the Philippians, lived in a city that had been made a part of the Roman Empire. They had been granted Roman citizenship. This was a high privilege. It meant that they were accorded all of the rights, and privileges of belonging to the most powerful empire in the world. They were under the protection of Rome. They could travel in safety. They had privileges ordinary people did not have. And they were proud of their Roman citizenship. They held their heads up high. Friend, I want to submit to you today that as Christians, they were in a danger of becoming too attached to and identified with this world. To be comfortable with a transient world that is passing away. 
Standing firm in the faith means that we see ourselves as pilgrims and strangers. Hallelujah. In this world, just passing through on our way to heaven. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, 9, and 10. Listen carefully. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. Hebrews thirteen fourteen says, Here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. I like what one paraphrase says, For this world is not our home. We are looking for our city in heaven, which is yet to come. Praise God. We used to sing that great camp meeting hymn, Looking for a City where we'll never die. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a city based on this scripture. Now the question is, whether we see ourselves as citizens of heaven or citizens of earth. How do you see yourself today? Sadly, as I said before, many Christians and churches are not focused on heaven. All too often our focus is on this life just becoming prosperous in this world, striving for success only in this world, pursuing comfort and trying to fix up our lives. I'm not implying that these things aren't important. We don't need to think about them. But when they become our focus, we are focusing on the wrong things. As Christians, the hope of heaven should define our lives here on earth. After all, we're citizens of heaven. This is our eternal home and destiny. We will spend eternity with Christ. That thought, that very thought today, should excite us, should cause us to be filled with holy anticipation that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Hallelujah. We need to recognize that we are not As one uh, great saint of old put it, we are not citizens of heaven, citizens of earth on our way to heaven. We are citizens of heaven on our way home. Hallelujah. And the second thing we need to remember is that Jesus will keep his promise. Jesus will come back for us. Philippians 3.20, again, our citizenship is is in heaven from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The NIV says, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We eagerly await a Savior from there. We need not only to recognize this world is not our home, we also need to remember that Jesus will come for us. One day we will be with Christ, perhaps sooner than we think. One day Jesus will return and we await with a holy anticipation His coming. 
The Apostle Paul says we eagerly await his return. In other words, those who love Jesus Christ can't wait to see him face to face. We want to be with him. We're excited about heaven. Just think of what it means to be with Christ. Jesus said in John 14 that he was going away to prepare a place for us. Historically, the return of Richard the Lionhearted is one of the great stories in English history. While he was away, his brother John sought to capture the throne, and the people suffered greatly and longed for the return of King Richard. One day, Richard the Lionhearted landed on the shores of England and marched straight toward the throne. The castles of John toppled like bowling pins. None dared stand in his way. He neared London. The bells rang his arrival, and people shouted, The lion is back. The lion is back. Long live the king. Friend, one of these days, and I believe it is very, very soon, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself is going to return. And oh, what a glorious day that will be when we're able to shout as His children, the lion is back. Christ has come. We need to stand firm in the faith until that day arrives. Now more than ever, firm in the faith that Jesus will return as He promised. And we need to live every day of our life in holy anticipation of His coming. This, friend, is a purifying hope, according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. It said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself, even as He is pure. Oh, friend, the Scriptures go on in another portion of Scripture to say, and to them that look, them that have this holy anticipation and this eagerness to see Jesus return, and to them that look, He shall appear the second time without sin unto glory. That simply means this coming that we are going to experience, this coming that we are going to be part of. Amen. This coming is not when He's coming to judge the earth for sin, but He's coming to receive His own unto Himself, to take us home to His Father's house. Hallelujah. And this holy anticipation of His coming is a purifying hope because we don't put such a premium on this passing, transient world. And worldliness doesn't seek, seep into our hearts and into our lives. And we're able to stand firm in the faith in these very troubled times. And as the days get darker and the global problems get worse, we begin to get stronger in our commitment to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we begin to sing that song of so many saints of old. 
Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. And I believe a great revival that will sweep this globe to bring in the last day harvest has begun. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving right now like never before. And that's why I want to say, if you don't know Christ today, you're not a citizen of heaven on your way home. You're a citizen of earth on your way to the sure judgment that is coming. And God loves you today. He sent His Son to die on the cross for you. And He sent me and many like me to call you to come to Him. It is the only safe place in this entire world, a place where even death cannot take away the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to come to Christ today to become part of a growing family of believers that have put their trust in Jesus and His finished work at the cross. And we do not fear the wrath to come. We are safe in Christ, and we long for His coming. Oh, come to Jesus today. Repent of your sin and accept Christ as your Savior. And if you're a Christian today, I want you to take courage in your heart. I want you to know God loves you today. And He wants your focus on Him and on the heavenly home that He has prepared for you today. Today is no day to look back Remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Look up. Look up. Look up. For surely the Lord is coming very, very soon. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.